This is Comet Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Jason Glick, what's going on, man? Hey, John, not much. I mean, it's like it's it's like it's towards the end of May, and you know what that means, right? Um, Fanime? Yeah, it's like, unfortunately, it's like we're having to deal with another, like, um, virtual Fanamecon this year. So it's like we are, this is like another, like, you know, Fanamecon-related podcast where we were unfortunately not at Fanime. Well, we can still do it. So what do you have on the menu tonight? Okay. Well, as is the case for like more often than not with Fanime, this is another buried treasures of manga column. Because, you know, it's like I've got like plenty of stuff in my, it's like in my library that, you know, it's like obscure manga. It's like that it's like gone unnoticed for years. And it's like, it's like, it will likely never be continued again because it, it's like, you know, it's like if it was, it's because if it was, if it was going to be continued, then it wouldn't be a buried treasure and all. It's like, I mean, I'd like to be wrong about this, but I don't think I am. And tonight, well, we've got something that is downright weird. I mean, like something that I don't think would have been published if it if um people hadn't been riding high on the uh, glory days of the manga boom in the late it's like in the late aughts. Because like I've got to, what I have for you is a series called the Me and the Devil Blues by Akira Hiramoto. And before you start going about like, hey, okay, so Me and the Devil Blues. Wait a second, that hmm. name Akira Hiramoto, that sounds familiar. I know that name from somewhere. It's like, and you thinking, and if you're thinking like, yeah, it's like, I have talked about this man many times because he is the glorious um, grand pervert who gave us prison school. The story about five, um, like five um, knuckleheaded guys who wind up enrolling in a, uh, in an all girls school as it made the transition from all female to co-ed. It's like, and all the glorious, dumb, it's like idiotic, um, antics they got up to over the course of um, 14 American volumes and 28 total Japan- Japanese volumes. It was a series that basically like started from the premise of like a guy who's just like look, who just thought like, hey, you know, it's like I love boobs and butts. It's like, but you know what? No one is doing that stuff. It's like, like with any imagination these days, I've got to create a series that you know delivers all these boobs and butts. It's like in a way that new audiences can appreciate them. And yeah, prison school absolutely succeeded on those terms. Now, on that note, you would think that, okay, well, this guy, um, well, what else does he have to offer us? Well, you know, prior to his success with prison school, he also did a series called about a trucker called Chinus Gensan that um, ran for, ran for a good long while and delighted many people in Japan and is likely never going to be published in America because it's just too old old obscure in Japanese for us to really appreciate. But but during that series and before prison school, he did Me and the Devil Blues, which is a story of Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson, if you may recall, like if you've heard about him at all, he is the um legendary um bluesman from the 20s who was reputed to have sold his soul to the devil at the crossroads in order for his legendary skill with the blues guitar. So you hear this and you think, wait a second, the guy who did prison school is doing a series about like about the blues, about an African American guy who sold his soul to his devil for his for his a musical musician skill. What the hell, man? Why would you even like consider like why why would some why do you even try to do this in the first place? And you know what? I really don't know. It's like I don't know what possessed him to do this. Like maybe he just like he was just doing Chin this again, son, and realize like, you know what? I gotta do my big old pitch for respectability. So 
I'm going to do, I'm going to do a series about like an American blues guitarist. It's like, and, um, and chill and just like, you know, make it, then make everyone like realize that, Hey, you know, I've got real dr dramatic chops right here. And you know what? Reading the uh, two, two and one volumes that were published, it's like in America, I think that um, that these two volumes make a good case for the fact that um, Hiromoto has substantial dramatic chops um, beyond just like his his usual um, like perver like perverted humor um, stuff that he did in they made famous for he was made famous for in prison school and also you know Chinless Against Sun and subsequently presently I'm um, Raw Hero, but you know it's like if you're like looking at this like and you think like <laughs> okay do I what's is this like going to be like a, a legitimate history of like Robert Johnson's life? You know what? I feel pretty confident in saying no, no, it is not. Is it entertaining? Yes, it is. But I imagine that um, there's a lot of problematic stuff that, you know, that um, Hiromoto, like, you know, when he was doing, doing this back, like back in the aughts, like, you know, probably couldn't even like have realized that, you know, people were going to be thinking about his series. It's like, you know, more, like more than the fact that, hey, you know, it's like Japanese guy like does like American, does an American story from the twenties. So that's, so like that's something you have you have to consider here. It's like, yeah, it's like it's, it's like I, I wouldn't say this is like a, it's not it's not a very realistic look at um at Johnson's life, to, to the extent that you know like I think that um Hiromoto heard the story of of Johnson and wanted to like do a story about that, but then he uh, kind of like got distracted by other things and let, let his own muse um take right here because the first volume like or the first half of the of the first american volume basically tells you tells the story of johnson it's like who was just like you know like an average it's like you know average guy average african-american male living in the 20s like like in the south like you know making a living as a as a farmer it's like he's got his it's like he's got his his sister, her husband, and his, and also his wife who is pregnant. It's like and he's just trying to make you know, you know live like live a decent life. It's like by those standards, but he's also like constantly like being drawn to the, uh, it's like drawn to the music offered by after at the local juke joint. It's like just like he 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 want he hears he hears the blues and the, it's like and it's uh, and how they're being practiced by one of its um, local legends, um, Sun House. And he just wants to. Uh, he wants. He wants that. Um, that kind of. Um, like you know, that kind of fame. Like you know, just wants to be known as a great, great bluesman and all. But um, it's like he, he just can't. That he just like he's just not able to like to. He just doesn't have the skill for that. And unfortunately, it's like you know, it's like he. And it ended. It's like and he's as he's like you know just like going going about his business like you know he goes by the crossroads one day it's like in you know it's like he sees this like phantasmagorical representation of a church and well it's like things get weird from here because the first volume only kind of works in the sense that you know, can't assume that you know this is what that you think of like that you think of Johnson as like this just average guy like who's given the temp chance to be something more and you know what's he going to give up in order to, in order to be to uh to get that greatness it's like on that level like the volume kind of works it's like but it's like it's standard but it's like it's standard myth make myth making stuff it's like and it's it's it doesn't offer anything new but um i gotta admit it's like you know hiromoto's art um does a 
good job of selling the uh, like the tension, like in the unreality of the setting, because you know, like he, the genius of what he did in prison school was that he was able to like sell like you know this like this utterly absurd, like like this realistic setting, but in utterly absurd ways. It's like you know, just like like just portraying like the the overly hyped up for um for comedy rather than drama. Being the Devil Blues um shows that um that Hiromoto can do drama really well. It's like he can it's like that he can play the uh play play the unreal, the over the top, like for straight up drama. And that's what really carries carries these volumes this year, especially the first one. It's like I mean, it's like I said, it's basically just like you know, building the myth of it's like it's like a like a Robert Johnson up to a certain point because well, you know, it's like that because uh, like after we uh, learn like you know what Robert, Robert gave up, what specifically he gave up in order to be to be a great bluesman, well, the story flashes um, flashes forward a bit to show to the future to show you like you know what he's doing now like now that he's given up that that thing and it introduces us to um the series most prominent white character um guy named clyde clyde barrow yes that clyde barrow of bonnie and clyde fame and well if you were hoping that um this is gonna be like one of those rare manga that offered like you know like a like an an african-american protagonist like you know like going like showing you what his troubles were well sorry to disappoint you but well it's like i guess it's not necessarily like a, a huge problem but as in terms of like the actual entertainment quality of the story goes but the thing is that um clyde barrow well it's like once he shows up it's like he almost kind of hijacks um the story to a certain to a certain extent i mean he certainly hijacks um robert because after because while robert is shown to be wandering the uh back roads of the south it's like um after it's like after the events of the initial initial story storyline well um clyde clyde picks him up and um it's like because he he has him has him in mind for a certain job he just wants him to play play the blues for these uh like this white like this white party it's like like at this one at this plantation, like just you know, distract them long enough so that he can get in. It's like and it's like and rob, it's like and rob the place. So this does work to a certain to a certain extent, but things kind of go wrong when Clyde um is um comes upon like the, the plantation owner's wife in bed with another man, gets a gun put put to his head by the plantation owner, and then um Robert um like freaks out during the. Uh, while he's playing the blues because he's suddenly grown 10 fingers. No, no, really. He's suddenly grown 10 fingers because, well, you know, it's like, it's part of his deal with the devil. Yeah. That's, that's the story here. And I'm sticking to it. It's, um, it's not something that's, that's specifically explained, but, um, it's like, but Robert's, um, but this like mutation that Robert has, like does kind of play, like play into this the a lot of the second volume especially when um like um clyde escapes takes Robert with him and he's asked and like they're just like relaxing like you know in the like in the cool night and like you know clyde asks him like you know, why don't you just play something for me and like robert and robert's kind of like uh you know, can't do that because you know he's thinking like i had 10 figures i can't show this white man i got 
got 10 fingers on my like on my right hand because like it's gonna because he's gonna shoot me for it and can't really like argue with his logic there but it's but yeah it's this is the kind of like ser- series that we're playing with it's like you know there's like all these there there are these like supernatural touches to it even if it doesn't like fully commit to you know like out now like you know un- unreality it's like but the thing is though that um Hiromoto like shown is that like, he's really good at playing like the uh, the tension the, the playing of the tension of these situations like like really well it's like like whether it's like something that's like as unrealistic as um you know like Robert you know, dealing with the fact that he's got 10 fingers on his right hand it's like well and all it's like and uh, or if it's just like you know um Clyde coming into um the town like this this one nearby town after um after a bunch of people have assaulted him and and Robert and taken off Robert for reasons unknown you know Clyde comes into this town to like find out just what's going on and he comes upon this like this place that's you know just like you know it's like a speakeasy and like they're just like all this booze up on the wall there and he just asks for a soda pop and these other dudes come in and say like, hey yeah like you're just drinking a soda pop what kind of pussy are you man it's like yeah, give us a real man's drink and then the people right into there gives them a drink and it's like they drink and they're like oh my god what's this stuff and then the um bartender and this and the guys pull out like some guns because like hey it turns out that this town is a dry town and they're only offering this well this booze for people who won't act like who are like it's a test to like you know what's like what people are actually like you know made of so so good old clyde he passed it's like and he introduces himself as a uh, newspaper newspaper man named robert because he's just you know trying to figure out you know what's going on around around here and um well it turns out that this town is being run by this old old mostly blind man named mr mcdonald who's got it's like he's mostly blind he's got the diabetes and boy he hates black people yeah that, well, that's not the uh, tr- word he uses but you can probably guess what they are because this the the uh the, the script here is period accurate and boy howdy it's like it's I'm not saying it's it's rough but i mean like the the um the, the treatment of the the uh, treatment of black people here it's like in terms of the story it's like you know it's like it, it's like it's mean it's awful and i imagine it's probably um still still not quite as realistic as it was like in the south at at this time but at the, but around this time it's like around this point in the narrative though it's like you know the story just kind of like shifts like you know more from like being focused on robert's you know like like episode like adventures to Clyde, you know, navigating, um, you know, like what's going on in this, in this town. It's like, and, um, you know, getting on Mr. McDonald's good, good side and all it's like, and, um, it's like, and de- and, uh, it's like, and dealing with, um, it's like, you know, trying to navigate the, uh, like the local customs here as he tries to, um, trying to try to rescue RJ because, you know, he feels, he owes, he owes something to like, like to this kid for what he, for what he did back, back at that plantation. And then and that's kind of like where volume volume one it's like it's like ends with um oh with a, a dramatic a uh with a dramatic counting of fingers by um it's like the mostly blind Mr. McDonald's um like um assistant um like ten year old assistant um Toby. It's like then with volume two, well, you know, things you know things things get 
get even more even more intense and out and out there. It's like as it's like as Clyde spends a night at Mr. McDonald's mansion and finds out that well, um, Mr. McDonald's like likes to uh, sleepwalk during during the night. Oh, and he's also got a special space like behind the church in his in his um like in his mansion it's filled with um you know it's like very realistic kids and candy yeah it's like and in the meantime like um rj or robert is um it's like is to, is um it's like is uh in is in jail it's like you know like at it's like at the mercy of the white white man there but also it's like at the mercy of his it's like of his companion um ike who may or may not be the devil and um who urges him to like give up to give up what he wants because you know it's like what you just killing clinging cling to your desires well it's like you know just awful like awfulness of like an awful fate awaits you and that's kind of like how how far um that's that's what that's where uh, most of volume like the um, first half of volume two goes and then the s- second half of um volume of that volume basically involves um clyde um breaking rj out of jail and um, them being chased by um, Mr. McDonald's um, like hound dogs. It's like who? Well, it's like Hiromoto kind of like treats these hound dogs as like as the villains as of a uh, of a shonen manga arc. It's just something like you know they they've got their they've got their own special abilities. You know, Golem he'll just you know like destroy his prey and all. It's like you think yeah okay. It's like so we're. So this is kind of it's like I'm watching like you know how things are going to go in like the latest arc of Jujutsu Kaisen. Got it. So, but it's but a lot of the stuff it's just kind of like it it feel it I mean it's like it feel even though it's like it's got this heightened sense of realism. There's still it still feel kind of feels believable to a certain ex, to a certain extent. It's like and and um here Moto's like like. I first was trying to like maintain like the tension like in like in these encounters. It's like is really impressive. It's like when um I mean even when um Golem shows up like drooling blood on top of this moonshiner shack that um that RJ and Clyde have taken refuge in. It's like it still kind of feels like oh man it's like you know shit's about to get real. It's like and it's it it, it just feel it's like it's still I'm, I'm not about to call bullshit on it. It's like it still feels kind of. Still feels entertaining, especially in, this, in how they um, finally deal with them. Oh, and also how things end with um, Clyde, you know, um, carrying a wounded RJ um, to the uh, to the local juke joint. Which, um, oh man, it's like it's it's bad because you got this one-eyed um, African American guy who's just saying who's just saying how much he hates white people and he hates lives. And it's like, and when um, he hears um, Clyde tell that, hey, you know, I've got, I've got this genius bluesman, like, like all, all this way here, you got to help him. And um, when RJ, you know, starts like getting case of stage fright, he goes like, you know, I hate, hate white people, I hate liars, I hate to think you, you as both of them. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like, it, it's, it's kind, it's kind of, it's over the top. It's um, it's still, but it's still kind of fun in its own way. But at the same time, like, this volume ends with. RJ facing the wall, trying to come up with like trying to overcome a stage fright in order to um you know appease all these people in the juke joint right here. Now, because of the conventions of of like how manga storytelling goes, I have no doubt that um RJ, you know, was able to uh it's like you know, is able to um like you know win these guys over. 
But at the same time, that is all that was published in America. So this story basically just ends with RJ and his black back to the wall, trying to come up with like a good blues song. Now, and now um, looking over things in, as they were published in Japan, um, apparently there was one more volume published in Japan before the series went on permanent to indefinite hiatus. So it's kind of like, this is a series that um, is that um, may be continued at some point, but at this point, you know, probably I feel pretty well, pretty confident saying it's probably not going to be continued. So it's kind of like, you know, well, Jason, why did you talk about this series that is likely not going to be continued? Um, it's like on on your podcast here, like you know, it makes us like a real buried treasure. Well, it's just the fact that you know it's from from a creator who um, who is best known for doing like really outrageously perverted stuff, and um, how he just like you know he didn't just um, like jump out of his his um it's like his comfort zone. He just like took a running start and just leapt right out the window. It's like into parts unknown out of this comfort zone. Um, being the devil blues, it's like, you know, even if it doesn't have a, have a good solid um, ending at the end of its um, second, second American volume, it's like still has like a lot. So it's like, it's still a master class in, in generating, showing how to generate tension. Like from like from every, from everyday situations, it's like just seeing, um, it's like I mean, like he get, he gets the uh, like like the like uh, RJ's um like passion in it's like in how in how he uh, wants to be more than he is, and I uh, like on the, and the tragedy that results from that, also from um Clyde's you know breaking and entering um aspects in the in the plantation of the first volume, and also just like just about everything that happens to Clyde, it's like is kind of like like the uh, it's just. He's like really good at generating tension and all, but um, like, but that's also kind of like interesting. The interesting and or disappointing in the sense that hey, you know, it's like, like shouldn't um this be RJ's story here? Shouldn't um he be getting all the great stuff? Like instead of like you know, Clyde, um, getting all the uh, the really like like um impressive like tension generating moments like here and all. So yeah, I can see I. I can admit you're right about that, but, but even so it's like, it's still a series that is like, that is full of great, like full, of like, um, great tension generating moments. It's like, and it's something that, that is so different than you'll see in most manga that's worth checking out. Is it, um, necessarily like, you know, realistic? Absolutely not. But I think it's like close enough to be, um, movie realistic. Like if that's, like if that's any um, consolation there. So, but um, like um, these two volumes were originally published by um, Del Rey. And, um, you know, even if um, Akira Hiromoto did um, like start doing, um, get around, get back doing the series, like say full time, like now that um, Raw Hero is done from what I hear. Um, I don't know, man. It's like, I, I can't see the series, the series being, um, the series being continued because I imagine it was just like a huge flex on his part to get this series um, done in the first place. Cause you know, it's like, it's so different. I mean, it's like, it's, you know, like a uh, 1920s, like um, blues gangster saga that, um, that was only going to succeed if it was really, really good. 
And um, apparently it was just good enough to get five volumes and change out in Japan. Um, that being said, I do um, recommend, I do recommend these volumes. Like they're like a nice, if you're like, if you're only familiar with like Kirimoto from his, um, from prison school, this is like a nice, like, like, like shot of showing you that hey you know he's got more talent than just doing um boobs and butts like all that um crazy ass tension generating he was doing like for laughs in prison school he can actually do that for legit like with this series and you know what if he wanted to do something like along these same lines it's like like for his next series you know maybe not quite as out there like or maybe just like within the content confines of japan then i'd, I'd certainly be love to see that that being said if he does want to um, do more of me and the double blues, then I would be definitely be around to see that. Because, yeah, I liked it. Where'd you get your copies from? Uh, as a sign of the times, I'm pretty sure I got these in Borders. Ah, I see. So you've had them. Got it. I've had them for a good long while. Dipping into the well, as it were. Hmm? Yeah, like I said, this this uh, library here I've got is full of like crazy-ass stuff like from way back in the day and whatnot. And everyone gets to benefit from your knowledge of them. So awesome. That is the truth, sir. Yes. <laughs> so do you know what you're going to be talking about next time? Okay. It's either going to be um, me wrapping up um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, um, Diamond is Unbreakable, or going talking about um, Grant Morrison's Wonder Woman Earth One. So we'll, we will see. It's like, I'm not sure. So we'll, we'll see how things go. All right, cool. We'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. Laters.